What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. Welcome to the Quick Cage. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Casper. This is Frank Pelican. And tonight we are going to be covering what movie, Frank? Uh, 1983's Valley Girl. Oh, okay. Jesus. Huh? That's not Going what I expected. All right. Okay. What were you looking for? I don't know. I expected it to be some Russian or Israeli or Chinese produced um action thriller maybe fantasy horror from 2011 to present mm. well instead you're getting uh um almost like a precursor to the modern teen romantic comedy mm. uh like pre-john hughes pre-steve holland um but kind of the same formula uh yeah. starring uh, mr cage um, directed by Martha Coolidge, uh, starring some other, like Deborah Foreman, you might know, and, uh, Michael Bowen, who you definitely know from, uh, Lost. Sure. And a bunch of other, like, innumerable movies. Um, he's the, the villain in this movie, the romantic rival. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically it follows a group of teenage girls um, who are juniors in high school, I think, um, who are all from the Valley in California and have, like, the the archetypical, you know, like, gag me with a spoon, whatever. Like, all those, like, sayings that we thought of in the 80s as being, like, Valley girl sayings. They hang out at the mall. They date guys that are, like, preppy and play sports. And, and Nicolas Cage is a from the side of the tracks, so to speak. He's a quote-unquote punk from, like, Hollywood um, who hangs out on, um, like, Hollywood Boulevard. And he, him and his friend uh, get invited to a party where he kind of falls in love with um, one of the Valley Girls, and then they have this sort of, like, forbidden romance um, that... Uh, her friends try to break up because she can't be with this punk and I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty pretty stereotypical like teen romance thing and eventually he fights for her at the prom against um, her jock asshole boyfriend and he wins and whisks her away and they end up together. Um, it's a pretty good movie. Like, honestly, it's... um. I would say more than competent, like for that time period in that genre. Um, he's fine in it. Like you can tell that he's young and he's just kind of like learning how to act. He's got one thing I noticed it watching this movie that I've noticed in like other movies is I don't think Nicolas Cage knows how to have fun necessarily because like when he's supposed to be enjoying himself and socially interacting, 
like when that's what his character is doing it's always very like awkward and off-putting like it's filled with like weird like uncomfortable laughs and finger points and like hey there guy oh yeah i'm so cool and it's just it's really weird and i think it's supposed to be cool but it doesn't come off as cool necessarily guys and guys and guys it's exactly like that actually but like not in a you know like ironic way like it's supposed like he's really trying to right yeah um you know it's the performances are good um Notably, Colleen Camp plays uh, Deborah Foreman. She plays the love interest, Julie. And um, Colleen Camp plays um, her mother, which is kind of weird, like, seeing her outside of, like, the low-budget films of the 70s. I don't know if you're familiar with Colleen Camp, but she was a big, like, screen queen in the 70s. Um, Really attractive woman. She's still, like, really attractive here because she's not, like, super old. Um, Like, her parents are pot smoking hippies um the daughter's parents and she's like kind of mortified not, not really mortified by him because she's i don't know she's she's played as like the one down to earth like good-hearted valley girl that's not just into sex or materialism um yeah i know her from a lot of things but not necessarily from the screen screen queen stuff yeah she's, she was in, a police, box she's in police academy stuff and right, um, yep. she's in clue um yeah yeah, so I mean, it's kind of based. It's like kind of a loose. When I say loose, I mean like super loose adaptation of like Romeo and Juliet, but without the whole like Montagues and Capulets. Just really, it's like classes, classism, as opposed to like you know two warring families or whatever, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the whole forbidden love, but nobody dies and whatever. It's not nearly as cleverly written, but it was good. You know, it was um, entertaining. I, I couldn't remember if I had seen it or not. Like, I would see scenes from it, and I would think, like, man, I swear I've seen this movie. But then, like, other stuff would happen, and I would have no recollection of it. I mean, you describing it to me feels like I've seen this movie, and because I was trying to think the same thing. Have I seen this? And I don't think I have, but I just think that I've seen so many movies that have similar scenes that I'm probably just imagining the Nick Cage in it and that I've seen it. Yeah, I, it's... it's in, So, it's got one... It's got a, he's a fucking creep, Nicolas Cage, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy is his name, so and that's that's appropriate. Um, <laughs> like he stalks her while he's trying to like woo her because she's hesitant at first to spend time with him because her boyfriend like like so she was dating um uh, the Michael Bowen character Tommy and then they broke up because he didn't really pay any attention to her and she was getting bored with him. Um, and so after Nick Cage like spends, he basically kidnaps her from this party where he gets beat up by Tommy and then thrown out and then realizes that, like, he has to know more about this woman. So he sneaks back in through the bathroom window and then hides in the shower and, like, basically watches people use the bathroom for a long time until um, Julie happens to, like, go in to, like, use the bathroom. And then he comes out of the shower and, like, makes his move and is like, hey, like, let's go. We're going to... I'll take you out on the town or whatever all night. And then they do that and they go out on the town and, um, you know, they start spending all kinds of time together. But he does this shit like where he's like sleeping on her lawn and, okay, so after all that and they start to have this relationship, her friends convince her to break up with him because it's going to affect her popularity. So even though she really likes him, she does that. And then she gets back together with her asshole boyfriend. And then Nick Cage spends like, 30 minutes of the movie like stalking her all over the valley and like 
jumping into cars that she's in and sleeping on her lawn and like peeping in her window and um getting like getting random jobs so that when she goes and I don't know how like that this, this is where the suspension and disbelief is really difficult so like he's got a job at a movie theater where he's given out like he's the ticket taker mm-hmm. and it's just randomly where like they're going to the movies but like he has this job like it's a job that he has right and like later they go to a like a car hop like a um burger joint mm-hmm. and he's the car hop there and it's like randomly like they went out to dinner and he knew they were going to be there and has this like like real like legit job where he's got a uniform and a name tag what? and he's there i know it's it's really weird like it makes no sense that he would be able to like anticipate their movements to the point where he could like become a full-fledged employee of a place right and have like gainful employment there in order just to like see her secretly where no one can tell that it's him. So, yeah. Okay, so let me uh, so is this one of those things like I hey, look, it's the 80s, I get it. Like um but yeah, that's really disturbing to hear. But is this one of those things like where what is the Michael Bowen character like? I mean, is this one of these things where it's like um the the Randy character even though he's the like the protagonist kind of is actually worse than the um the heel like in this case kind of like how Hogan used to rake people's backs and um yeah, him in the eye. Know, he's he's just he's a weirdo and a creep. I mean, I guess it's supposed to come off as like intense and artistic. Mm. Um, but he's a drunk. Like he's when when she breaks up with him, he goes out and gets drunk and like basically almost sleeps with some girl that he used to mess around with and. Then he gets like almost killed by like a Mexican street gang, which is a weird part. And um, but he's not like a terrible person. He's just annoying. Like he's not somebody that you would want to really spend time with. But he's also not somebody that you probably would like yeah. abjectly despise. Yeah. Um, Tommy is every single preppy you know in every movie ever. He's fucking um, Eric Stoltz in uh, what movie is that? Six Deer Pretty in Pink, or... Some Kind of Wonderful? Well, that too. Probably more Pretty in Pink. Okay. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. So how how did Bowen... I mean, I never... Yeah, because I, I don't think I've seen this. I And I, I'd have to go back and look at Bowen's filmography. Um, I don't know if I know him when he was young. Like, I just know, like, his later work, like you mentioned, Lost or whatever. It's like, but he was... Tarantino actor, right? I mean, he's been in yeah. um he, he he's Bach, right? Yeah, yeah. he's Bach. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. you know, but he's also like in the Jackie Brown, I know, and like he's in the last season as the uncle in Breaking Bad. Like so I mean, I know him from like a lot of stuff, but how was he as a younger actor? I mean, he's fine, he's good. Is he somebody that like, kind of grew into respectability or in that at that age is he I mean, he seems pretty seasoned in this and it's only his second movie, but he's okay. like All right. you still get a lot of the same mannerisms and mm-hmm facial expressions and whatnot that you get with him later in life right you know i mean obviously i know him from kill bill but also from uh like loss um yeah. pretty prominently is like one of the others that um ends up trying to kill sawyer and uh what's her name right um fuck what is her name kate yeah kate thank you mm-hmm. couldn't even think of the actress's name that's how little it means to me anymore Ooh. but um evangeline lily yep there you got it um, he was in some, uh, mostly B movies throughout the eighties. Um, yeah. he's in less than zero. So, oh, he's in night of the comet. Okay. Yeah. Night of the comet. Uh, less than zero. Right? Um, 
I guess Beverly Hills Cop 3. Um, Jackie Brown, you know, so he's in the... Right, Jersey. yeah. Uh, right, Mag- right. He's the father in Magnolia, too. Yeah. Jesus, I wouldn't even put that together, even though now I get it, the voice and everything. But it's like, right. he looks so different with the hair and everything like at that point. Yeah, he seems much... Um, He's amazing in fucking Magnolia, too. Like, yeah. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, so it's... um, I wouldn't say it's like a fantastic movie, but it's a good movie, and it's definitely worth watching if you're into like the the 80s, like, teen dramedies. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly large amount of nudity in this movie. Um, I was not expecting, like, as much nudity as there is. Like, they basically have every single um, lead female actress in it, with the exception of, like, the main female actress, um, Julie Richmond, or Deborah Foreman, the actress's name, naked in this movie at some point. Um, including, like, weird, like, stereotypical, like, shower scenes and stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe that's where um, um maybe that's where uh, Nick Cage learned it from. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's just it, I guess it's just like indicative of the times because you're gonna have an R-rated movie because you have the language and like implied drug use and drinking and whatnot. So you might as well go all the way. Um, the other thing is, I'm looking at the poster here. Does he got abs in this, or is that just the poster? Yeah, yeah, no, he's really built. Yeah. It, okay. When when you watch Red Rock Red Rock West again, um, because I watched it again re- um, recently, mm-hmm. you'll see that he's like like pretty pretty cut like even into like the 90s like he's um he's a pretty well muscled man in that movie and he is in this too that that's one of, so one yeah. of the first things is uh Julie sees um Randy at the beach and they're both at the beach and Randy's like in his bathing suit so he doesn't have like all his like punk shit on he doesn't have his hair like poofed up in a pompadour it's not even a pompadour it's like a poodle puff i guess or something i don't know um but she's like all hot for him because like he's he's got a bod, like what a bod and what a what a babe and right. So that's why like when she sees him at the party, like she's kind of attracted to him right away because she's seen him half naked and like that's you know what matters I suppose. But okay, right. Um. But yeah, the soundtrack's amazing. Uh. Like I don't know how it's possible that they're able to like play this movie today with as many songs as are on it. Um, when they're at the party, there's literally probably like nine or ten like radio hits from the '80s that are just played as ambient background music. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it was really difficult for them to release the soundtrack to this because of the music rights. Um, and Rhino Records, I guess, in the '90s or early 2000s, put out like a CD, a couple CDs that had music from this movie. But um, it's really like. I guess they released the soundtrack and then they had to recall it immediately. So there's like some collector's item um, soundtrack for this movie that's almost impossible to find. Um, which I think stuff like that's always interesting. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like it was enjoyable. Um, it definitely goes in the the positive cage review category, which is a rarity. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can you, you can see where he was like, number one, I think you can see why people were interested in casting him because he definitely has a screen presence and has like that weird like almost handsome like sultry bedroom eye look thing going on Mm -hmm. where like you can believe that he's like this outsider rebel punk or whatever um that he still tries to cling to today uh but yeah it's a good movie it's free somewhere peacock maybe or Maybe I watched it on Hulu. I can't remember, but one of the channels that I subscribe to has it streaming. So, yeah, 
Peacock or Hulu, I believe. It's one of those two. I can't remember which one. Um, did you see this thing about the remake? Yeah, I have no interest in watching that. Well, and then, yeah, right. I wouldn't either. I'm just, um, it's just interesting because fucking Logan Paul is in it. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Logan Paul. Yeah, I'm familiar enough. Yeah. But it, like, it's, it was filmed apparently like a long time ago, and then it got pulled because of all the controversy around him, and then it got pulled again because of COVID. And so now it's like just video on demand. And Yeah, I remember when it came out on video on demand because um, I saw it pop up, and I was like, oh, like, why? Because I had no idea it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've never had any interest in seeing it after that. Right. Yeah. It's got a, what's her name? Um quake from uh daisy yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. may whitman apparently too i didn't oh. know that her i didn't know she was chinese chloe bennett uh she right i mean yeah she has um yeah chloe wong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah yeah i think i did know that um from something or another, I can't remember what you, know, you read things, but um, it just goes one ear out the other. But uh, that's interesting that this was good. Um, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I don't think I've. I think. Let me look at his filmography. Yeah, what's the? I mean, worth watching. I would say. Earliest thing I've seen him in. So, right, fancy times. Martha Coolidge, though, she's directed some movies you enjoy. She directed uh, Real Genius. Yeah, I do like... I, I, I liked Real Genius when I was young, yeah. I don't know how I feel um, about it now. She directed some episodes of the 86 reboot of The Twilight Zone, which I liked. Oh, which I liked, yeah. Um, I guess maybe she's a lesbian? Okay. She's directed a lot of, like, no, maybe not. Maybe Lesbian romances or something? Well, she directed some if episodes of These Walls Could Talk. Or an episode of the If These Walls Could Talk. Yeah, I don't, right, right. Okay. A lot of TV. Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. She does a fine job. She's a fine director. Yeah. There's nothing, like, particularly offensive. There's actually some stuff I thought was really well done in it, too. Yeah. Um, from a directorial <laughs> standpoint. Um, it reminded me kind of like... Uh, a similar feel to American Graffiti without, like, the meandering, like, intersectional plot lines, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. Um, so, you know. Huh. Okay. Again, if you've got, like, an hour and a half to kill, it's, it's, it's worth watching, I think. Right. Okay, cool. Um, did you, no, sorry, did you, like, give it an actual score? Uh, Cage Performance is a solid 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a good a good enough performance. Like he's still pretty young, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, as a movie, it's, it's you know it's an eight out of ten, seven out of ten. It's, okay. it's like a it's like a four out of five star, three and a half out of five star. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's three, three and a half. Like it's not like great or like unmissable, but it's it's definitely worth watching and definitely entertaining. Right. Okay. Cool. And that soundtrack, man. The soundtrack's so good. What's on the soundtrack? I don't like. <laughs> like Men at Work and um, Jesus, I don't know. It's the... everything. Like anything from. Oh, there it is. Okay. Somehow it skipped over and 
when I tried to look this up on this up on Wikipedia. Okay, I see it now. Um, yeah. Some other, like the psychedelic furs are in it. Right. Uh, modern English. Modern English, yeah, I see that, yeah. Some Clash. weird stuff I didn't know that I guess was like popular in like um, K-Rock at the time, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Clash, Culture Club, Bananarama's right. in it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. um i the i the the i melt with you modern english song is like probably the the best because it's done over a montage of them like getting to like know each other and like fall in love and whatnot right um so i don't know that was pretty uh that yeah. was pretty cool okay. but yeah i don't know it's just it's it's good yeah. Um, I don't have any cage news uh, for this week, like whatsoever. Um, I haven't seen any like thing like pop up in my feed. So um, let me ask you this question. Yeah, I, I actually have some cage news. Oh shit! Okay. That's probably not real like cage news, but it's news to me. Okay. So I had never really looked up um, his newest movie that hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Right. Where he plays himself. Yes. Uh-huh. So I had always assumed that it was like almost like a documentary of some kind. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Do you right. know what the plot of this movie? Uh, I want to say that I read it, and but I don't know. I don't remember. So he gets kidnapped by like a crazed super fan mm-hmm. who forces him to reenact scenes of his most famous characters during the guy's birthday party. Mm. Okay. That sounds friggin' like amazing. Right. So basically, we have it comes out in March, and I'm hoping that it'll come out in theaters, and there will actually be like operating movie theaters without the threat of death. Um, when that happens, so we have all of October, all of November, all of December, all of January, all of February. So basically, twenty weeks there. Plus a couple weeks left here, so I say 23, say like 26 weeks. So we could be into like the 50s in terms of number of movies of his that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that's a pretty good cap, like to the first like half of the cage, like Ovar, this movie about him basically like making a movie about himself. Right. It I'm would be. Excited. Yeah, I'm, 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 I want to I wanna go see it, and then we can do like a special quick cage like one Saturday. Right. Oh, I don't know. So I was gonna say after we come back from the bar, but who knows if that'll be a thing even yet. Right. I maybe. Mean, maybe. I mean, you know, we. Fauci says it's possible by the end of the year, but then we have the complication of you know distribution and. But I mean, March is possible, possible, but not likely, but possible. But hey, it gets pushed back up months maybe or something like that because, you know, whatever movie company like decides that like I think we we can make an extra five thousand dollars off of this if we push it back two months, so maybe maybe it's more possible. Maybe. Um, did you see the Dune trailer yet? No, is it out? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. See, there's some news. Fucking yeah. me over here, buddy. I get home from work oh. and I eat dinner and then like, well, actually I watched a movie tonight, so I can't say that I don't do much, but, um, 
I'm looking for it now. I don't know. I'll find it and watch it yeah. after. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I have a movie to tell you about after we get off. Okay. So that'll be um, for. A- so real quick, without uh, getting too much into specifics, so we have that horror fresh five coming up in October. Uh huh. And you were telling me about a movie that I to watch last night that I ended up watching. And you said it would be in that if it were horror. Um, and I don't want to say too much because otherwise maybe we can go ahead and talk about it. But it's like, do you, would you argue that it's not horror? No, I think it's more. I think it's a, I think it's a psychological horror. No, I don't agree with that. It is filmed in every way like a psychological horror movie. Yeah, but. And I it's mean, still I want... kind of when you take the meaning away from it, it's psychological horror. We we can talk about like I don't want to. Well, I would like well, to talk the... about this movie well, fully well, someday. Okay, all right. We can talk about it now if you want. Well, I'm just saying we can talk up a little bit about it. I guess if if it's not going to be on the list and you're going to argue this, but um, so what Frank asked me told me I should watch last night was um Charlie Kaufman's new movie. Uh, I think of ending things. It's on Netflix. Just came out this past week. Um which I was uh, reading the description of it for, I don't know, the past like five months or something like that. And every time I read it, I was like, fine. Um, And then when Frank told me last night, I was like, fine. And then I could find nothing that I really cared to watch um, and ended up watching that. And I fucking loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Depressing. (laughs) Like, uh, depressing in almost a morbid way. Um, But amazing um and amazing performances um but and and i can't even explain it right now because it's it it does require long-form discussion i think because it's so surreal but um i don't i don't know man i think it's i i think it would count as a horror movie i would not be offended by anybody arguing that i think it is a i think it's a surrealist tragedy more than a horror movie like i think it's only i mean maybe that i don't know maybe that says something about each of us like internally maybe like i don't think it's horror i think it's just sad it it absolutely is i mean i mean it's depressing yeah i never found myself like creeped out or scared or uncomfortable maybe a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable. But it, yeah i think i figured out like pretty early on what was happening in it i think i did too i mean i think that's when i like probably like texted you like halfway through and it's like okay like i'm glad i watched this but also fuck this movie yeah because <laughs> i figured it out by roughly figured it out by that point um um, I mean, for me, for me, it was. I don't know if I'm, I don't really want to spoil too much because I think right, it's yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't spoil it too much right now. Yeah, there, there's an early part where they're traveling early on. Yeah, when like I caught like two things mm-hmm. pretty close to each other, and I was like, "The fuck!" And then I kind of was like, "I, mm-hmm. I think I know what's what's going to happen here." Yeah, and then. I don't know. There's yeah, it took, it took me a bit longer, but once they're at his parents' house that they're going to visit, which is the premise of the film, um, it was inside the parents' house that I was like, okay, like I, yeah. I, I got it. Like, I mean, there's there's some horrific imagery, but to me, yeah. that's more. 
more reflection on the um, Jesse Plemons character, I think. Mm -hmm. Like his his life and him as a human being. Sure. Then it is like supposed to be like terrifying or like I think it's just supposed to unsettle you, but not in like a. I, I think the whole idea, like once you figure out what the movie is really about, it's extremely like upsetting and unsettling. And I think that the way that it's filmed, a lot of the time is set up like you would if it was like some sort of like supernatural ghost story. Oh, yeah. Like especially especially when they're in the parents' house. No, I, I'm okay. I agree with that. But I, I mean, even 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 later on in the movie, at the at the third setting, I guess, of, and the fourth setting, like I mean, it's it's very reminiscent of like uh, this combination of like your standard, almost like schlock, like like um, you know, not that there's not good ones, but it's like the of of like you know what's what's around the corner, like you know, like oh look at this weird image um, mixed with like Lynch, um you know, kind of like Lynch-esque things at times, like the dog and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, and I would argue that a lot of Lynch stuff's horror, even if it isn't built that way. So, yeah. yeah I, don't know. I guess in my definition of horror, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'll be able to see this They list it as a drama on um, Netflix, and I, yeah. don't like, I don't like that at all, though, either. No, again, like I, I, I think you almost need to define like its own category, right? Like either yeah, way, like, despite I, all this, I mean, um, hopefully, then we will talk about it someday. Um, yeah, but um, mystical tragedy. <laughs> anyway, I personally, I would very much recommend. Um, oh yeah, it's everybody watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's um. Some of the best performances I've seen in a long time, like Yeah, I, I, I I'm sorry, I, I forget I the her. I forget the young girl's name. Right. But um I, I'm not familiar with her, but I thought she was amazing. Um It's Jesse something, I think, maybe. Jesse Buckley, yeah. yeah Jesse she's Buckley. really good. Clemens yeah, is really good. Yeah. Um Did you know that Clemens is married to Kirsten Dunst and they have a kid? Isn't that crazy? I know, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Thulis and uh, Tony Collette both really good too. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Tony Collette, like, I think it's a pretty like standard role for her, but she's still like, but that standard role she knocks out of the park like every single time, like with the with, and, and it's always nuanced. I mean, I shouldn't say it's standard. Like she plays certain types of roles, but it's she always has nuance to it. Um, but yeah, she's amazing. Thulis, I didn't even recognize at first. I'll be honest. You know who I thought it was at first? Because I really didn't look at anything about this movie aside from the fact that, like, I saw it was Charlie Kaufman and I was like, oh, like, I'll watch that. Right. Um, I thought it was fucking uh, Ryan Stiles. Hmm. That's a, doing really a weird, funny. Like, yeah. Irish accent. That's funny. And I was like, man, Ryan Stiles looks old. <laughs> and then I looked up the cast list. I was like, oh, fuck. Right. David Thulis is unrecognizable. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I didn't, I didn't recognize him at first. It took me a while, and like I, there's something about the voice I recognize like later on, like at some point later in the house stuff, and um, yeah, I was like, shit, yeah, okay, I see it now. But yeah, it's pretty great. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah, no, Netflix has a bunch of stuff in the next um like month. 
that I think is going to be. Uh... Did you see that Nurse Ratchet series? Yep. Very With excited about it. Uh huh. Yep. That looks really good. And looks then um, there's a couple of horror movies from pretty esteemed directors in the next three weeks that look really good. And then obviously we've talked about it, but um, uh, the Haunting of Bly House or right. Bly Manor or whatever they call it. Yeah, Bly Manor. Yeah, uh, Bly Manor is like October 9th. Nurse Ratchet, I think, is uh, the 18th of September. I think. Yeah, it's in like a week or two. I think. Yeah, um, and that's going to be fascinating because I mean. I mean, it's basically, I mean, we already know that Ryan Murphy can do that, um, um, you know, mental hospital stuff really well from the second season of, uh, American Horror Story. Um, so I'm assuming it's just going to be a slightly more, probably just as kind of absurd at times, but a more realistic, like, you know, look at that, you know, using Ratchet as the, right. um, as the focal point, but, um. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. Watching the trailer of it, and um, yeah, Bly Manor. What's the other horror movies that are coming out? Okay, okay, it doesn't. No. You, know, you don't have to look it up. It's fine. Um, yeah, I saw. I, I mean, I think I had seen a little trailer for it before, but I saw the trailer for Saint Maul today. Have you seen that? Uh, what is that? Uh, it's an A24 movie. Um female director that I can't remember her name right now. I need to remember those kind of things. Um, it is uh, Rose Glass is the director's name. I, I think this might be maybe first time directing, but um, it looks good. It's a horror movie, the, um, like psychological horror uh, about a woman who um, is extremely religious and is like taking care of a dying like a hospice care like type situation where she's taking care of a dying singer and she's trying to uh save her soul um as she takes care of her but um the woman who's like the religious caretaker is fucking nuts um <clears throat> and it looks yeah it looks good though um, yeah it sounds pretty interesting yeah. so when is that coming out uh, i think it's it's now well. It's going to be released in the because it's UK director and cast. Um, uh, now they're in the UK. It's the twenty third of October. So I don't know if that means it'll be the same here or not. Because I think they're trying to release it. Um, it was supposed to be July, um, but they pulled it because of COVID. Um, oh, Devil All the Time. Um, Antonio Campos movie with uh, Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. Hmm. Okay. Also has uh, Riley Keough, Sebastian Stan, and Bill Skarsgård. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, that Ratchet is uh, September eighteenth. Yeah, you're right there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Netflix um, uh, screensaver just continually like loops through my house, kind of like um, the Weather Channel used to do um, at times, like in um. Chuck's house, like, um, <laughs> when Zeke lived there. So, um, so yeah, so it just loops. So, like, I think the the dates just get burned in my brain after a while. Right. Uh, yeah, so this, yeah, that St. Maul movie, um, Danny Boyle describes it as genuinely unsettling and intriguing film, striking, affecting, mordantly funny at times. It's confident and evokes the ecstasy of films like Carrie, The Exorcist, and Jonathan Glazer's Under the Skin. It's pretty pretty high praise 
oh, this night 19th movie, um, which sounded good. And I, don't like, I don't like that title, but what's, what's that about, you know? Uh, a guy that's um, chauffeuring two young women around L.A., and then they oh. turn out to be, like, something other than what they seem. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom comes out mm. with uh, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and Viola Davis. Um, right. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Did you hear the uh, news? It's like Alfred Woodard. Um, uh, what's her name from? I think it's from Blackish. Um, I can't remember her name um, right now. Um, and Regina King are all doing a one-time only reimagining with a fully black cast of Golden Girls. Really? <laughs> yeah, it sounds really cool. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. I would I would watch that. Yeah. All right, I won't bring it up tonight. We'll talk about it some other time. But I do want to talk to you about the Oscars at some point. Well, that was kind of far off for that. No, 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 no. about the Oscars, like new. Um, you haven't read about the so yeah, I won't explain it to you now. I've um, read anything. Yeah, we, so we, they, yeah, the the Oscars um have released new criteria starting in twenty twenty four um with like inclusivity and diversity um like uh, requirements and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I won't put you on the spot on it right now. I'll let you read about it and think about it some more. But um, certainly something since we talk about movies and you know all that right. kind of stuff all the time that's worth probably talking about at some point. Yeah, at some point. Right. I gotta, I gotta think about that and like yeah, read yeah. about it. Sure. Yeah. No, it's a complex situation, I think. So it's not like like I said, I won't be unfair. Um but yeah, you should read about that. It's um causing a lot of debate, obviously, because everything does anymore. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Okay, that's it for the, this week. I can't think of anything else movie-wise um, that I wanted to mention at the end of this. So um, this is slowly, ob- I mean, honest, obviously this is turning into like both like the quick cage and like basically like us our movie news um, conversation yeah. for the week. Um, uh, and they're turning into 30-minute episodes every time. But um, I don't know. I haven't seen any complaints and I haven't seen any like decrease in um you know, our downloads are at the same time, absolutely, like, like significantly. So, I figure um, it's okay. All right. So, thanks All right, for listening, cool. everybody. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night.